Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for a look back on today's match. This is the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Today's game is brought to you by Equifax, proud partner of your Atlanta United, The Home Depot, with more ways to help take on your home projects delivered right to your door. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. AT&T, the official wireless partner of Atlanta United, Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing, and Piedmont, an official healthcare provider of Atlanta United. The home for MLS in Atlanta. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. All right, so Atlanta United with uh, a draw that definitely feels like a win. 3-3 against Montreal this afternoon. Atlanta United scoring right off the start of play in the fifth minute. Uh, And then allowing three unanswered to Montreal right before halftime going down a man in the 67th minute and finding two goals in the final 10 minutes to equalize. We have thoughts, but we want to start with the captain and goalkeeper of this team, Brad Guzan, who's joining us outside the Atlanta United dressing room. Brad, you played some wild ones against Montreal over the years, but this one just kind of felt like it was at a different level, especially after the send-off. What, what was your perspective as you watched it down there? Yeah, I mean, listen, the the first half from from our point of view clearly wasn't good enough by any means. I mean, the the first goal we gift them, it's it's our corner, we gift them a goal. Uh, you know, to be to to allow that to, to happen, we we can't have that, right? Um, and the second one, we we don't do a good enough job to defending and you know tracking runners into the box. Um, you know, and then uh, the 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 penalty. You know, we 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 give goals away, and when you do that, it's. It makes it very difficult, right? With that being said, we talked in the half at halftime, talked in the locker room about um, coming out and, and trying to find the, the the first goal. And if we found the first goal, we felt we could we could get back into the game. And um, you know, the red card certainly changed things in, in terms of making it a little bit more chaotic for us. Um, I think you know Gonzalo was saying we probably changed tactics maybe three four times just in the <laughs> second half. And then uh, you know Tiago with a, a moment of brilliance gets us the second goal and. You, at that point, you're starting to think, yeah, just give us one more chance. And, and to be honest, I, I thought we were going to, with the wide free kick um, down by in front of our bench, I, I thought that was just going to be the icing on the cake and it was going to find its way in the back of the net. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, a, a draw, um, you know, a, a point is a point. Um, we, we talked about how that could potentially be massive down the road in, in six months' time. Um, 
But, uh, you know, from our point of view, it, it certainly wasn't good enough for 90 minutes. Brad, what's the biggest thing that you felt like went wrong when it all fell apart in the first half? And then what do you think was the major change in the second half to get you back into it? We talked about, especially with our back line, you know, when the ball was on the right, you know, their, the, our left side, their right side with Torres. And, um, you know, when he when he had the ball, our back line was, was sliding too far over and it was exposing Ronald leaving Ronald with, with, with two guys, right? Their, their, their wing back as well as um, Mihaljevic, who was playing kind of in that pocket. And, and, you know, all day long they were having 2v1s, 2v1s. And, um, you know, with that being said, um, aside from the goals that we gifted them, we didn't, we didn't allow loads of... Uh, we didn't allow loads of opportunities right. that, you know, uh, where they, they, they picked us apart. So, um, you know, they were... <laughs> I wouldn't say many, uh, but uh, maybe one or two positives. And obviously, Joe took the gold well in the the, the first couple minutes. Um, but we need to do a better job of, of being able to to see to see the next 10, 15, 20 minutes out and and find the second goal and 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 put teams away. We talked about them playing midweek in Champions League, and we need to be able to to, to put our foot down and, and make sure we don't allow teams easy outs. Brett, we've seen matches before where a team gets a red card and it actually kind of makes the, the tactics a little easier, a little more straightforward for the team that goes down a man. Did, did it feel like that for you guys after Dwyer went off? Um, you know, I think it was, a, it was probably a combination of things. I think it was a combination of the fact that they probably felt comfortable at 3-1. Um, the fact that they played midweek, um, potential, you know, tired legs. Um, and then, you know, ultimately for us, uh, you know, there's your, your back's against the wall. Um, you know, I, I still think in moments in the second half, we need to be better in defending certain situations. I mean, the Kyoto still got in once or twice. Um, you know, they, they're still getting free, free crosses into the box. Uh, you know, we, we need to be able to, to deal with these situations better and not just have it be last last ditch defending. Handful of guys who are going to go away on international duty, but there'll be a lot of time to work up in Marietta. What's the big message from you as you guys get started? Yeah, listen, we we need to make sure we we get after it in terms of making sure we're we're obviously reviewing this film and, and seeing where we can get better and seeing where it all kind of fell apart, especially in the first half. Um, but with that being said, being being more ruthless and, and just, you know, it, it needs to absolutely be be killer um, when when you concede a goal. And, and it needs to, to burn, uh, you know, deep down. And you need to feel pain. And, um, you know, I think at the first half, it was just it was too easy for them. We, we gifted them too many opportunities. Uh, Brad, nice day. Uh, three saves for you. You get the point. I know it's kind of a weird feeling, but it, in a way up here, at least in the booth, it's a draw that feels like a win. Enjoy your week off, and we'll see you up in D.C. in two weeks. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Okay. Brad Guzan, Atlanta United's captain. Let's go back downstairs now. Gonzalo Pineda has made it to the podium. Stop playing. We stopped playing. We started to give ball, easy balls away. We didn't have intensity on the ball. And then we started to give them uh, the ball, and they're a very good team. Uh, uh, Montreal is a very, very good side. Uh, I think they did a great job in their build-up and how to disrupt our pressure, especially on the right side. And then, well, the, the game went away with, that, with those three goals in the first half, a couple in transition. Uh, but some very good goal, very, very good goals for them, 
And then I think we tried to regroup, tried to readjust with three subs, and even after that, trying to go with a different formation with Dom Dwyer. Uh, but we were not actually getting the ideas. They were pretty much dropping us uh, uh, in a very deep line, so it was hard to break that, that back line of five. And then the red cards, and then that changes again the game. And, um, and well, then I think after that, we start to see uh, the best side of the team, which is the, the passion, the willingness, the never giving up, those things that actually I'm very happy about that part. And then some leaders showing up and regaining balls in important areas, a couple great goals. And then I think uh, we got a point out of that as a reward. But obviously, it wasn't a good game at all. <laughs> yeah, just but the fact three times now in the past five regular season games, going back to Cincinnati last year, y'all yeah. been able to rally to secure a positive result. Uh, what could this mean, particularly in light of last year when the team really struggled sometimes to, to secure positive results for the rest of the season? Well, I, I mean, it says a lot about the, the heart of the team. And for me, that's very important. That I just told them that sometimes when we are not sharp, we are not good in possession, we are not finding the spaces, the, the, the minimum requirement for us is to put everything in every 50-50 ball, to win duels, to be willing to press, to be willing to do double duties at times. So you saw at times Joseph Martinez sprinting out to defend almost on the flank next to Brooks Lennon. And uh, Ossi Alonso pushing higher and going to regain balls. And I think we saw that willingness from everyone. So that is what we are trying to do. But obviously, we plan for a very different game. We plan for a, for a game where we were controlling the tempo, especially after the first goal. We need to be able to control the game, to be in control, uh, to have better possession, to be more creative and continue the attacks. But today, I mean, we show that side of the team that I'm very happy because I think that part is super important for what we want to achieve. Uh, you mentioned seeing that good side of the team, and you kind of touched on you know something they say you want to see throughout an entire match. How do you get that message through to the club that hey, we don't need to, we can't just do this for 50 minutes at a time. We have to do it all 90 minutes. Yes, I think that's a very good point. That's uh, about the consistency, right? And to be consistent, and not just throughout the games, but throughout the season. So we cannot be with these performances, sometimes very good, sometimes not so good. We need to make sure that we are consistent and we are going in the right path. But again, games like these, when probably the opponent is better, sometimes the opponent is just better. And then, uh, I mean, there are moments like this in any season that you want that reaction from the team. But obviously, yes, we work. We are going to work a lot on that to be consistent and try to maintain the intensity on the ball for 90 minutes, which is difficult, but that's the objective for sure. Okay, Gonzalo Pineda, after we heard from Brad Guzan. I have to say, Jason, I like what I'm hearing. Uh, because as we said, look, it, it's a draw that you feel really good about because you, you got two goals, 10 v. 11 at the end. That's great. And, and you know, from a feeling standpoint, you're happy about that. Uh, but I hear a lot of justified dissatisfaction out of Pineda and Guzan over the way this team switched off after giving up the equalizer to Mihailovic in the 28th minute. 
And look, as we said, it's not sunshine and rainbows when we describe this performance by Atlanta United today. A lot of good things happen, but there are a lot of concerning things too. And I, I like the fact that the coach and the captain have identified that. A lot of things happened. Uh, a lot of things of varying levels happened in this one. It was a very eventful 90 minutes. I mean, they're conceding bad goals at times. And I think Brad made a really important point in one of the things that they were struggling with, and and that's it's dead on. It's great insight from Brad Gazan about how Tortoise was drawing the back line over to him too much. They had the big switch. They were creating 2v1s against Ronald Hernandez. But then Brad also made a point that they weren't creating a lot of chances. It was the quality of the chances that were being created that was the big problem. The first goal, look, Ronald Hernandez has a nightmare on it. He, he makes a big mistake initially. It's a risky ball back, but Hernandez doesn't win it cleanly and then freezes. And he freezes 10 yards in the attacking half when he's got to drop and recover. At some point, you've got to just try to clean that up. Big mistake for him. He struggled in that moment. But you can't let one big mistake, which teams are going to make. Every team does. Any team in the world, you're going to find it. They're going to make a big mistake. Best players in the world are going to make those mistakes. But you gave up two more goals after that and lost your nerve because of that mistake. That's the concerning part for me. It did take a, take a while in the second half. Montreal's a good team, as Gonzalo Pineda points out. Very well organized. A very good defensive team. They don't give up a ton of chances. They made it difficult for Atlanta was a little concerning that that was the case. It was concerning after the red card because it's reckless from Dwyer. You're trying to bring energy to the game, which he did in his very short time on the pitch. He's chasing everything. He's running everything down. He's trying to give that spark because the team needed it at that point. Yep. They really did. They were flat. They were struggling. And it's almost like in some weird way it did give them a spark. Almada with the just individual effort and then another individual effort on the set piece. But the fight started to pick up after the red, and especially after Almada got them to 3-2, then you saw that huge spark come back into the team. Well, we were even talking at halftime, and I don't know if you said it or I said it, it felt like a result was possible because of Montreal's fatigue and the quality of subs that Pineda yeah. could bring on. It, yeah. But but I also thought that that would require them to score in the first 15 minutes to put the pressure on. They didn't really see it playing out this way. Yeah where it took until the 85th minute to finally get that goal. But when you are that tired team, look, they were able to rest a lot in the, the second half because they could just sit behind the ball and, and defend from a deep position, try to run some clock, absolutely. That's what you do with a 3-1 lead when you're coming off of a midweek match. But you saw, as well as you saw the fight increase from Atlanta after the goal, which happens, you get that lift, you saw the fight go out of Montreal after conceding the Almada goal. It changed the momentum completely. And, and Montreal just was holding on at that point. And Atlanta felt like, as I mean, I was kind of with Brad. And you get that free kick at the very end. It's like, okay, this really feels like the cherry on top of this crazy day. Yeah, I thought they were going to score there. I really did. In fact, they even said this is to win the game. Anyhow, the man of the match brought to you by Heineken uh, is the man who scored to get the draw. And like I said, it was Brooks Lennon channeling his inner, inner Kevin Kratz, who did it against Montreal in this stadium early in the season in 2018. Felt very, very similar, but his inner Kevin Kratz, his inner Ezekiel Barco, and scoring on a direct free kick in the uh, third added minute to lock down the point, but Lennon also led Atlanta United today in chances created. Three chances created. He's one of the leaders in Major League Soccer in chances created. 
Two of six on his crosses. He had four incomplete crosses. He had six incomplete passes all day, 87%. He has the goal off the set piece. He had two of Atlanta's five tackles on the day. That's something we'll talk about as we go. A little bit of a kind of a, a slack defensive effort at times in those actions. I, I think there was work late, a lot of chasing. But Lennon was one of the more active ones throughout the day. Changed positions as well throughout the day, especially throughout the second half as everybody's running around everywhere. But Brooks Lennon with another really good performance, and I'm not going to be surprised when we get to Audi Field if Brooks Lennon is starting it right back. Yeah, especially with Ronald Hernandez going to the Venezuela national team too. That'll be time away from the team, even though he'll be returned in time for that match. So Brooks Lennon, the man of the match, brought to you by Heineken. The statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, an official healthcare partner of Atlanta United. Demonstration that soccer can be a cruel game sometimes. Montreal out shooting Atlanta 16-8. to Shots on target 6-3. Montreal key passes 13-5. to Montreal big chances is scored by Opta 3-1. Montreal expected goals nearly 3 to less than 1. Montreal <laughs> possession 54-46 Atlanta. It happens. It does happen. Uh, and uh, this is going to be a draw that feels like a loss for Montreal and a draw that feels like a win for Atlanta United. But Montreal will take a lot positive out of this match. Atlanta will take a lot negative out of this match as Brad Guzan and Gonzalo Pineda both outlined. We'll have the highlights coming up next. Keep sending us your questions and your comments at Mike Conti 929 And at Longshoe, the full-time report continues in a moment. After this 3-3 Atlanta-Montreal draw on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back, 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 back to the full-time report. The home for our Atlanta United is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. A wild 3-3 draw. Atlanta United playing down a man. Scores too late to scratch out the point against Montreal. The man who scored the equalizer near the death is Brooks Lennon, who's down at the podium. If you got the win in Charlotte or against Charlotte in late fashion, you come up with a goal in late fashion against Montreal. But at the same time, I mean, you kind of talked about it. There's this portion of the match where things kind of switched off. Uh, how does the team, what does, what does the team need to do tangibly to keep that mindset for all 90 minutes? Yeah, that's a, that's a great 
you know, thing for us is we need to we need to be locked in and, and focused for an all 90 minutes. We can't switch off for the last 20 minutes of our first half. You know, that in this league, you know, that'll come back and bite you. And you saw they scored two quick goals on us, um, you know, in the in the first half. And that was because we our mentality shifted. And uh, I thought once we conceded the first goal, um, we lost. We lost our way. So uh, it's being focused for, for 90 minutes straight, and we have the quality to, to do that and, and the mindset to do that. But I'm going to go back to what I said earlier, and you know, to, to come back from 3-1 is, is positive. I, you mentioned that. Um, I mean, you just said earlier you guys aren't happy with Ty, especially here at home. But in a way, does it kind of help you all moving forward? Because looking back, there are some times where you all drop points, kind of the reverse fashion at home. Definitely, yeah. I think last year, uh, I don't know if we get this result. Um, and so to be able to come back, even though we're not happy with ties at home, it, it almost feels like a win for us in the locker room because of uh, the circumstances. We were, we were down 3-1. We were able to tie it 3-3 with a man down. Um, that right there just shows res resiliency, um, fight, uh, determination and you know the the never give up mentality, which you know every Atlanta United player should have. And I assume it's also a positive that y'all are, are doing this, and you still don't have your full strength team. Y'all still haven't been able to practice uh, with your full strength team in I don't think ever uh, in this preseason. Yeah, we've had we've had mixed guys be be injured, um, and that's that's professional sports. You know, you're never going to have a full strength squad um, at all times. You know, different guys are going to have different injuries, um, and that's what's made this this first uh, you know run of the season kind of special for us. Is we've had guys step into different positions that they they normally don't play and, and step up and and be successful for us. So you know, if we have players that can do that, when we have a full a full squad, you know, firing, we're, we're going to be dangerous. Okay, I was going to go one more question, but no, none more to ask of Brooks Lennon, who uh, came up with the direct free kick goal and stoppage time to secure the 3-3 draw. And I'll reiterate again, Jason, I like what I hear. I mean, there seems like there's a lot of agreement that something switched off after uh, Montreal scored the equalizer today, very similar to two weeks ago in Colorado, and they got to figure that part out. I think what I've liked hearing from the team all week, honestly, even before this match, it's a big-picture mentality. It's not a team that is getting hung up on individual things, individual games, and it's not lingering. There is the big picture. You have to correct the in-game responses to some bad moments. You have to be able to handle adversity in a game, yes. But the big picture is they have the belief that they will do that. They have the belief that they can rescue games like they did today. They have the belief that they're going to be standing long into this season. That is what I really like hearing. They're not living and dying with every 45 minutes. They're looking at the big picture. Now, maybe part of the adjustment is going to be getting a little locked in more into those individual moments and games, responding better. That is something that needs to needs to change. But this is a team with big ambition all year long, not just in the first four games. Shall we get to the highlights? Let's do it. All right. Very eventful day here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And honestly, five minutes into the game, I thought, yeah, this could be a route against a shorthanded and fatigued Montreal side as Atlanta United finds Joseph in the fifth minute to take the 1-0 lead. 
Guzans go kick plate into the near corner. Hernandez will pitch to the halfway line. It's headed forward by Camacho, but knocked down to Josetu, who dribbles to center spot and continues sending it down the middle. Joseph tapping it ahead now to Tyler Wolf, and it bounces off Wolf to Waterman. Waterman clears up to Kone, and then he gives it away to Joseph. Straight down the middle. Joseph shot. Score! Build the statue! Joseph scores in back-to-back games. Atlanta United, the early 1-0 lead. Incredible work in that. The giveaway, it's given to Joseph. You can call it a gift, absolutely. But it was hard work off the ball by Tyler Wolf, Mateus Hosechu as well. Something that we saw a lot in preseason. Frankly, at times today, we didn't see enough of it. I think it'll come back when Luis Araujo is back into this team because he leads the press, the counter press, so effectively. But you have Joseph and Tyler Wolf not quite combining on a play. Wolf continues to chase. Hosechu continues to chase. That forces the giveaway to Joseph Martinez. It isn't just a pass given to Joseph out of nowhere. It's defensive effort to cause that turnover by Hosechu and especially Wolf, who had a long defensive run to make. So Atlanta United looking sharp. Everything clicking, dominant first 10 minutes, 1-0 they lead. But then Montreal really seized control after that. And in the 28th minute, they equalize with Georgi Mihailovic. Lennon puts the ball down at the far corner flag, short corner to Gutman. In the far corner, slip back to Lennon, still in the far corner. Lennon dribbling back into the midfield. Here's a dangerous pass to Hernandez, bounced it off Mihailovic, and then Franco is dug down by Kone, and here's a 50-50 ball down the left wing. Mihailovic is in a low. Tuvi the keeper, Mihailovic to the edge of the six, shot score. Total breakdown by Atlanta United on a broken play. And Montreal, against the run of play, scores on a 2v the keeper breakaway. Ismail Kone, the 19-year-old who uh, is an MLS rookie, had a hand in all three goals for Montreal in the first half. The assist there, and then nine minutes later, he scores with assists from Lapalainen and Mihailovic. Thrown into the Montreal end to Waterman. Played up to Wanyama at the halfway line. He'll square it to the right to Johnston. Ahead now to Kone. Back to Johnston in the Montreal end. Trying to find room through traffic. It was almost one away from him by Tyler Wolf, But it bounces to Mihailovic who has a 2v1 down the left wing. Mihailovic ahead to Lapaline and left side of the 18. Here's a cross to the penalty spot. Shot. They score again. Ismael Kone, the 19-year-old from the Ivory Coast has given Montreal a 2-1 lead in the 37th minute. It's a great cross from Lapalainen, but very poor marking. It's too easy for Kone, who makes the long run. There were too many times today where it felt like Atlanta lost track of the movement from Montreal. Brad kind of talked about it a little bit with us in the first segment, but Without that fixed number nine, because Kyoto doesn't play the nine in a traditional way, you have so much drifting of, of positions that it felt like Franco and Robinson and Campbell all at times struggled to deal with overloads that would happen from it, but just players not being in the places you expected them to be. 2-1 Montreal at that point in the 37th minute, and then Kone draws a penalty, badly beats Miles Robinson, at the far end line, and Ramel Kyoto goes to the spot to make it 3-1. Penzo steps away and blows his whistle. Ramel Kyoto up to the ball, strikes it, and scores. 
Montreal 3-1 in the 42nd minute as Atlanta United is getting picked apart in their home park. This is shocking. But we knew Montreal playing their second match in less than 72 hours, basically the same lineup that they played Wednesday night against Cruz Azul would probably be fatigued in the second half. And if Atlanta United could get a quick goal, make it 3-2, well, maybe the pressure would go on Montreal. Not only did Atlanta United not get the quick goal, but then Dom Dwyer, who was subbed into the game, almost immediately got sent off for a red card challenge on Joaquin Torres. It looked bleak for Atlanta United, even though they controlled play for most of the second half. Some of it was stalemate, but I think mostly control to Atlanta United. We can debate that. Finally, the breakthrough to get Atlanta United back in it in the 85th minute. If we get more of this from Tiago Almada in his career in Atlanta United, we're going to be very entertained. Short corner, Lennon with a cross to the penalty spot. Bounces back outside the 18 to Almada. Fakes a shot, runs into the box. Shot, score! Golasso! And Atlanta United right back into it with five minutes to play. Almada makes it 3-2. That's one of the best goals I've seen live in, in, in a long time. Just incredible individual effort from Tiago Almada to have the game slow down for him in that moment. And I think that's what the greats have. He trusts his technique. He draws the defenders to him with the fake, pulls it back to his right foot, and then puts it in a spot that no goalkeeper in the world can get to. There was a long check of that goal, and I'm still not completely sure why. It was a recycled corner. Uh, I'll have to go back and look at it. Like, the only thing I could come up with, because Almada strikes it, Almada's not anything to worry about, is if there was an attacker in an offside position in the vicinity of the goalkeeper who could have interfered with line of sight. They, or, they, they or don't call that. They don't call that. Well, they, I've had that they, argument they, many times over the years. I can point to a very clear example of where that is not called, uh, let alone checked. Yeah, there's, but, uh, there, there's a time that <laughs> I remember some people emailing about my thoughts on I, that one. I, I, yeah. Um, yeah, no, just saying. Uh, yeah. It is something that should be checked in that moment. The check did take a little bit longer. I was – a little concerned. Me too. I was also uh, not watching for the other attackers in the play because Tiago Almada's goal was absolutely brilliant. I was more focused on that. Yes, absolutely that too. Now, uh, Atlanta United trailing 3-2. It felt like they were struggling to gain possession in the early moments of stoppage, but finally they are able to gain possession. Joseph draws a foul, square to the near post about 30 yards away, and here now from Brooks Lennon, the hot play of the match brought to you by Scanna. 30 yards away, square to the near post. Atlanta United looking to steal a point here at the end, trailing 3-2 in the second added minute of stoppage time. Lennon, the only man standing over the balls. Atlanta United attacks the goal to our left. Look out for Almada on the left. It is Lennon going for goal! Score! What more can this team do? to give us pleasant surprises. 3-3 three, three, deep into stoppage time. No assist on the goal. It was a direct free kick, but an audio assist from our engineer, Miller Pope, who uh, kept the levels exactly where they need to be. For over 20 years, Scan Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. I've been having a text message debate with one, one of my friends who was at the game today. Uh, he puts that goal on Brazier, the goalkeeper. My response is, 
I think Braza is expecting chip or cross, not shot. And that's if, – if there was anything to blame the keeper on, he may have guessed incorrectly. And quite frankly, I would have guessed the same. I would not have expected Brooks to go to goal there. Yeah, it's still Braza's fault, though, in that moment because you can't – be caught guessing whenever you guess incorrectly on a shot from that distance you're gonna take some blame for it I think Almada kind of drifting off to the left I saw Montreal's wall panic a little bit because Atlanta had if you're looking at it from Brooks Linden's perspective three attackers on the left Almada was the furthest on the left there was nobody with him Montreal had to take a player out of the wall to slide over to give two to defend that three, and they were going to let Almada get it that far away with two between him and the goal. But all of that, along with Lennon taking it, rather than Almada, who I thought was going to hit it, I I think Breza was just caught flat-footed. I I think he's caught flat-footed. He reacts a little slow to it, and Lennon caught him by surprise and you know whatever it takes in that moment Brezza's going to want it back for sure he'll feel like he could make that play but there were a lot of things happening around him that caused the distraction and then Atlanta United as we've talked about a couple times they did gain possession one final time and earned a free kick out of the near corner about 20 some yards away and uh I believe it was cleared by Wanyama, who had a very good game for Montreal. Great game for Wanyama. Ends in a 3-3 draw. Feels like a cruel result for the visitors. Feels like a win for Atlanta. And as we've said, negatives for Atlanta, positives for Montreal, but it ends 3-3. We'll take your questions and your comments on Twitter after this. Last call, send them in at Mike Conti 929 And at Longshoe with a full-time report continues in just a moment. 3-3 Atlanta United and Montreal on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
back with more Full Time Report. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. A draw that feels like a win for Atlanta United in some ways and feels a little disappointing in others. 3-3 against Montreal. Really the, the third time in the last four meetings where Atlanta United and Montreal have produced a very memorable match for different reasons. No clean sheet today, but Atlanta United wants to remind you that for each Atlanta United clean sheet this season, they'll donate $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. This year's donation total is currently $0. But we've only played four matches. Long way to go. And and I, I hope all of you listening to us will keep that in mind as well. We, I was talking to a couple people in the press box during the last break. Atlanta United is not where they need to be right now. It's not where they want to be right now. But they've earned seven of a possible 12 points playing with, uh, you know, Tiago Almada not starting in any of the four matches, only playing in two of them. Luis Arujo only playing in 25 minutes. Marcelino Moreno starting in only one of the four matches. Uh, Brooks Lennon being out for some of that. Santiago Sosa not starting for any of the four matches. We're talking about first-choice guys here. Alan Franco being hurt, and apparently he suffered a leg injury today, and that's why he was subbed out at halftime. Miles Robinson being suspended. Um, You've gotten 7 out of 12 in not the easiest circumstances, so I know that's kind of a glass half-full way to look at it, but I'm pleased. Yeah, I'll go a little further. Seven out of nine at home is what I'm zeroing in on. You get anything on the road, it's bonus points. You've got 16 games on the road to make up for dropping two today because you need to win your home games in this league. You win your home games in this league, you're a playoff team, you're probably a very good playoff team. When you start dropping points at home, and and these are two drop points. This was a game where Atlanta was favored coming in. It's a game where you expected a better performance. They fought back to get the one. That one could be critical. There were times last year that we saw points get dropped, and you look at where, if you add those points back in, where Atlanta could have been at the end of the season, et cetera, et cetera. You get the point, it's great. Seven out of nine at home is not bad. Not bad at all. But this is a team that wants to be better than not bad. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good way of putting it. It's, uh, it's playoff pace, but it's not yeah. shield pace. Yep. And uh, they want to be in the shield discussion. All right, questions and comments on Twitter. Joe Johnstone, can I just say how happy I am to see this team have the fight that they've lacked for so long? By the way, I think that might be a little harsh. But he says, I'm truly enjoying how bought in they are and their attitude so far this season. Yeah, I think that's a little harsh. Um, I think they showed a lot of fight last season at times. And I think something that that jumps out to me with this group is when you look at some of the poor performances, some of the, the bad plays, it feels like some individual mistakes. I like where the team is as a unit. They're not whole yet. They're going to be better as they get everybody healthy. All of that is very, very important to keep in mind. But I like the way the team plays as a group. Some of the individual mistakes have cost them, and there were individual mistakes today that cost them. There were some individual mistakes in Colorado that cost them. That has to be cleaned up. But the good thing about this roster is if they don't get cleaned up, there are people who are going to take those jobs. And that's why you have such a deep roster. There's going to be competition for playing time, and players who consistently make individual mistakes are going to go to the bench. Uh, Trombone Steve, grittiest draw I can remember in six seasons of watching. We slowed down during the same time we did last week and got beat. 
Great job sticking with it in the end. They looked tired, but they found a way. That point about the time where they slowed down is important because Atlanta United has conceded a lot of goals in the last 15 minutes of the first half. That's a, that's a weird number. It's four games in. It doesn't mean too much just yet, but they lead the league in that, and, and it's – a very extreme portion of the match to be given up those kinds of points. You think they would be building as the half would go on, not falling apart in the last 15. That's something that, you know, is it is it work rate? Is it fatigue? Is it, you know, mental fatigue? What is it that's causing that drop in quality late in the first half? That's something for this coaching staff to really consider over the next couple of weeks. Drew Gonneau says getting yourself into a position where you have to score two goals against Montreal shows how under their potential they're playing. The one thing I'd say to Drew is Montreal's a good team. And Montreal, so far this season, has put everything towards CONCACAF Champions League. They're a good team. They're a really well-coached team. I think Wilfred Nancy is one of the best managers in this league, and he doesn't get talked about in that realm at all, and he should. They're a very well-organized team. They're a good defensive team. You look at where they give up chances. They don't give them up from dangerous spots. They give up more chances today than they probably do on a regular basis. This is a good team. They haven't had a good record in the league because they've played four games in CONCACAF Champions League, beat Santos Laguna, took Cruz Azul to the limit. So I think anything against Montreal needs to be considered against a good team, not just because of their record that it was a bad performance. There were things in the performance that were bad, but it's not about Montreal being an opponent that can't give you a tough game. Cody Thomas says he's seen a lot of hating on Lennon lately. Gold today aside, people haven't given him enough credit for all he has been asked to do. He's playing everywhere and always hustling. Yeah, uh, Brooks Lennon's been great these last couple of weeks. Uh, I thought in Colorado the game didn't really fit him very well, and he seemed completely out of sync with everything. That was also his first start. Great last week. Great today. He's played as a winger. He's played as a right back. Today he moved around all over the place. He's moved over to the left side at times. Brooks Lennon will consistently give you everything he has to give and, and that's what I love about his game he creates chances on a regular basis you know you look at it and you want to say well maybe it's fluky because of this or that or whatever no last year consistently among the best chance creators 2020 consistently among the best chance creators so far this year same he creates chances he does it differently than a number 10 would but he creates chances for others on a regular basis. Emilio Corsi says it was a different type of game. He thinks in the past the defending was always reliable, first half of 2019 as an example, when the team was still learning Frank DeBoer's system and they would still get clean sheets. Emilio says he's not sure what may be at play with the defending so far this year. Well, that's actually an interesting thing to bring up because the defending became more reliable in 2019 when Frank DeBoer realized that he didn't have enough pace to play such a high line so they dropped they didn't pressure the ball as much they dropped behind the ball far more and it worked it was very good they didn't get as much going forward and they weren't scoring as much and they weren't creating as many chances but they were much better defensively there was an adjustment you're not going to see that adjustment here because you have the individuals who the performances should be better. You have the pace to play a high line. But by playing a high line and committing so many numbers forward, you are going to live on the edge some. And that's what people have asked for about, about this team and the way they play. You want to commit numbers forward. You want to score a bunch of goals. Well, to score a bunch of goals and create more chances, you got to get numbers forward. That means you're going to isolate your defenders a, a good bit. They've got to be able to handle that situation. It's not a surprise to them. 
They knew it coming into the season. They knew what the game was going to be. Today, the first goal is off of a, it's off a set piece that you were attacking, so it's a different situation. But Ronald Hernandez doesn't handle it well in an isolated situation. Miles Robinson doesn't handle being in an isolated situation well to concede the penalty. And it's not heavy contact in that. And I know a lot of people complained about a penalty being given there. It's a penalty. He, he, he shoved. He pushed. He got caught. He didn't. And when you extend the arm the way he did, Kone, smart for a teenager, drew the contact, went down, made sure a call was made. It's a penalty. Uh, one more from Daniel Price. I'm glad he, he says this. Wants to give full credit to Montreal. They came in yeah. after a disappointing result in CONCACAF, probably tired. They came in and played. Atlanta found a way, but credit to them playing without fear. 100%. They, were, they grew into the game. Now, you did give them a lifeline, and that's important here. You see the emotional swings and how it affects the legs in a game. Atlanta, with the emotional swing from a negative perspective after conceding the equalizer, looked like they were gassed because you're just you're flat, you're frustrated. Um, everything switched off. Montreal, though, they get that goal, and you got a lift for a while. But you could only take it so far. They got more and more tired as the day went on, and Atlanta was able to take advantage of that. Montreal playing eight games in a period of time that Atlanta's played four, that's tough for them. But they did very, very well. It's a good team. I think once they get maybe what they want up top, it could be Mason Toy coming back into the team when he gets healthy, maybe Kai Kamara being that number nine at times. I think they'll be even better. But they're a very good team, and they're a difficult team to play against. All right, two-week break for Atlanta United. They'll come back on April the 2nd, two weeks from tonight in D.C., to take on D.C. United and Alley Field. D.C.'s a team that has been uh, performing ahead of expectations at least so far this season, though some of that aided by their schedule, and they may have come back to down to earth a little bit today. We'll look ahead to that match right after this with the full-time report as Atlanta United and Montreal played with a 3-3 draw on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Should be it. That is it. Full time. This is the full time report on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. So again, Atlanta United, Montreal played with three three draw this afternoon. Uh, two late goals with Atlanta United playing ten v eleven, showing a lot of resiliency, a lot of heart, making up for uh, a fairly long stretch of disappointing play. But you get the point. And uh, now you don't necessarily stew on this for two weeks. You, you learn from it. And I think there is a big difference. 100%. Uh, about 20 minutes of really bad play at the end of the first half because that corner was in the 27th minute. It all fell apart from there. 
took a long time to get it back, but you do have momentum going into the break. You do have that positive feeling going into the work that this team will put in once they get back on the training pitch and start to prepare for D.C. Uh, team that's maybe overperformed a little bit to expectations. Schedule maker's been kind to them. They uh, may have hit a, a small bump of the road today up in Toronto. Come from behind, win by TFC this afternoon, 2-1 over D.C. Yeah, I don't think they hit a bump in the road. I think they came back to form a little bit. They had the win over Charlotte in game one, where I thought Charlotte was much better than a 3-0 loss. It was a very close game. Uh, they had a 98-minute penalty to beat Cincinnati in a game where they were outplayed. Now, I think we're starting to see that Cincinnati's a little bit better than maybe we thought. But D.C. needs more help. They pretty much returned the same team, minus Paul Areola from last year. Hernan Losada asks a lot out of these guys. I don't think they've progressed from last year to this year just yet. They might have some reinforcements for that game. We'll have to wait and see. But D.C. is a game on the road that Atlanta United should be looking at picking up points in. Okay. Uh, that match is going to be on Star 94 on Saturday, April 2nd. And uh, we're going to have the Hawks on 92.9 the game. We're going to have the Final Four on WAOK. It's going to be a very busy night. But uh, that match will be on Star 94 from Aldi Field two weeks from tonight. Keep an eye on that. There will be some additional details about those broadcasts coming out in the next couple days. Okay, for our producer, Dylan Matthews, engineer, Miller Pope, and for Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Atlanta United Montreal playing to a 3-3 draw. We'll see you in two weeks on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.